Welcome to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series, where some of our company's most innovative and engaging leaders share their thoughts about leadership, career development, our company, and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Lead. I'm your host, Paula Angelo, and I had internal and CEO communications at the Hartford. Our guest today is Susan Johnson, the Hartford's Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. Susan, thanks so much for making time to chat today. Thank you, Paula. Good to be with you. We have a lot to talk about, so let's just jump right in. I think it would be great to spend a little time getting to know you and hearing about your career path because you've had a really fascinating career. You've been in multiple sectors, including consumer packaged goods, technology, and now, of course, insurance. And then you've also worked on local, state, and national political campaigns. So take us through that background. Talk about your path to the Hartford and your current role. Great. I love to talk about um you know, people's career history and mine, um, I had the good fortune of knowing that I wanted to get into human resources relatively early in my career, probably high school, college. I was always gravitating toward going straight on to graduate school after I finished up at Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, because in those days, it you really needed to have a master's degree in order to get into human resources. So I went straight on into the Cornell University School of Industrial and Labor Relations, so had a great graduate school experience. And I started my career in human resources at Pepsi-Cola, which has a terrific history of the HR function. I really cut my teeth there, got some terrific exposure, and moved over into, as you say, the technology world when I went to Pitney Bowes. And I had a terrific career experience at, at Pitney Bowes. And during that time, I also had an opportunity to take a break. I, you know, For about two years, I stepped away to work in the national political environment. It was kind of like a sabbatical for me, really uh, a life-expanding experience to work at the um, national level on public policy issues. And then I ended up uh, taking um, a really hard look at where I was from a career perspective while I was at Pitney Bowes. And I took the opportunity to look around for new and different things. And I had the luxury of time. And it was about three years into that process that I landed on an opportunity at the Hartford. And by the time I saw the opportunity, I knew what good looked like. The things that were fascinating for me at the Hartford at the time were kind of where the company was. They had just come out of the economic downturn and decided that we were going to be focusing in on property and casualty and, and the group benefits and the Hartford fund space. So the company was evolving. They needed to rethink their diversity and inclusion strategy. And it was a company not dissimilar from Pitney Bowes in that it was a long-standing company with a rich history. I've been here for the past nine years, and it's just been one terrific opportunity to impact the company after the next. And, you know, definitely want to get into more about your experience at the Hartford. But one thing that seems like it's been a common thread as you navigated your professional experiences has been networking. Can you talk a little bit about how networking has influenced your career and the role that it's played as you've 
sought out or contemplated opportunities? One thing I learned early on was I transferred, I moved, I relocated to Phoenix, Arizona, and I was in the vernacular, a, a trailing spouse. So my husband had been transferred to Scottsdale and I realized that I, I was happy to go. And then I realized, oh my goodness, how do I establish my professional and personal relationship? And it was that experience that really taught me that proactively reaching out to people and establishing your own network was critical. So I learned at that time that, um, you know, networking is a gift you give yourself when you don't need it. Um, so that when you do need to pull on your network, you have one readily established. Now, further along in my career, I deeply value my network because it is thankfully rich. Um, I've maintained relationships with people externally and internally, my former colleagues, people I meet when I'm out in the diversity, equity, and inclusion world, people I know from the political realm, and I have the good fortune of being able to call on them, to support them, and to reciprocate and grow with them. So, you know, networking is something I learned early on and have focused on maintaining really to this day. So let's talk a little bit about you outside of work. You have many organizations that uh, you have uh, relationships with. You're involved with the Harriet Beecher Stowe Center. You also serve as board secretary for the National African American Insurance Association. How has community involvement shaped you as a leader? Well, I'll go back to the conversation about network building because absolutely all of the organizations that I am a part of enable me to establish my network, get to meet new people. That always triggers ideas, innovation, creativity in me when I'm trying to come up with um, some new content or a speaker for the Hartford or some of these outside organizations. I, I pull on the networks that I've established with these external organizations. More importantly, I think personally, I get a chance to learn and to grow and to hear and be involved in, in new and different conversations. And then certainly the opportunity to impact. As we'll talk about, I'm sure I'm passionate about driving inclusion and diversity and equity, not only at the Hartford, but in the insurance industry more broadly. And I also deeply value the opportunity to, to change things and to enable more, better, different opportunities for the people around me. Yeah, and I, I, I notice also that you're on the Leadership Council for the Black Insurance Industry Collective. Tell us a little bit more about that organization and specifically why it's important to you. It started as the brainchild of uh, a group of chief diversity officers and myself in the insurance industry where we recognized there really needed to be a targeted focus on the development of Black professionals in the insurance industry, mostly at the mid to senior levels. Many companies tend to focus in on entry-level talent, and so we really wanted to hone in on uh, middle, uh, senior-level Black talent and also drive the, the, the leaders around them, enable more allyship, enable transformational leadership with this talent. So we kicked it off formally at the beginning of this year, although we'd been working on it for several years. We've partnered with the institutes to help us with the infrastructure and the governance and the marketing and the staff and programmatic support. 
We are partnering with the Darden School of Business at the University of Virginia to provide our executive education participation, and we'll be doing a series of webinars, interviews, and different learning experiences as a part of the BIIC. Uh, I'm very excited about this initiative that is that is formally kicked off in the beginning of 2022. That's got to feel so gratifying to build something like that that really is going to pay dividends for a long time in our industry. Yes, it it, it is. It, it was personally motivating. It's also reflective of one of the goals of the Hartford's diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies, which is not only to build our own talent, but also to build the industries. So I'm motivated because I see a need. I'm motivated to be the change that I want to see. I'm motivated to advance Black talent in the industry, and I'm motivated by being supportive of the Hartford's goals and strategies. Let's take a short break. When we return, more from Susan Johnson. Hey, Hartford employees, make sure to visit iConnect, where you'll find all the latest news on our business wins, well-being tips, benefit updates, upcoming company events, and so much more. But if you can't see it daily, be sure to read iConnect Week in Review every Friday morning. That's where you can get caught up on what you missed. We now return to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series. Welcome back. We're talking with Susan Johnson, the Hartford's Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. I think uh, for those of us who aren't deeply immersed day-to-day in the world of DEI, it'd be fascinating to hear about your role. So just tell us a little bit about what a normal day looks like, how do you spend your time, and more importantly, what makes for a good day at work? I have the good fortune to do work that I love at a company that values it. And a good day for me could go a couple of different ways. First of all, spending time with my team who are hugely talented, highly motivated, very passionate about their work, and very conscious on how to build the effort within within the Hartford. So spending time with my team is very motivating. Spending time with people across the enterprise, whether it's my colleagues on the HR leadership team or leaders throughout the organization or employees that are involved in one of our nine employee resource groups or a diversity and inclusion council. I just really appreciate being able to interact with people across the enterprise. And then I also spend a lot of my time with people external to the Hartford. So some of the many organizations that either I'm involved with or the Hartford is involved with We might be producing a program for the development of talent. We might be identifying a conference that needs sponsorship from the Hartford. Uh, We might be working on issues that are driving our external society, right? Many things are happening in the external world that impact issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion in the corporate arena. So I might be grappling with something that's happening in the news. So never as short as the things to do, that's for sure. And you've talked about the Hartford's commitment to remaining a leader in DEI among US PNC insurers. So I'm curious, in your view, what does success look like Let me talk about the Hartford's goals and commitments in this space. We took a giant step back about two or three years ago to really rethink where we were with this work. 
how we were doing against our long-term strategy in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space, and what was happening in the world around us. And, you know, we've been working in this space for a long time now. This is not new work for us. I came um, in 2013 and there was somebody enrolled prior to me. So we've been at this work for over a decade. But what we needed to do more recently, I would say 2019 going into 2020, was really rethink our goals and our strategies to align with where the company was, what our business talent strategies were, and where the external world was. So we asserted several goals in the DEI space. One was to ensure that our board uh, remained focused on it. They, they reset their governance structure and their commitments at the board level to make sure it remained a, a critical part of the Hartford strategy. And we also put forth some goals around what we wanted our leadership team to look like relative to workforce representation. We put some bold goals out there to double the representation of people of color by the year 2030 and to be at gender equity with women in leadership by that same time. So we committed to having 50% of our leadership be represented of women and 20% to be represented of people of color by the year 2030. And I also mentioned that you know, we wanted to develop our own and the industry's talent. So developing talent across the board is critical. So that is part of our goal. And then also we wanted to show authenticity. We wanted to be more transparent. We wanted to disclose more information around where we were and where we were aiming to go. And so we released more information about our pay equity, our representation data, and how our workforce is made up. How's that going? If you had to think about some of the milestones that we've achieved along the way, how has our progress been? And maybe talk a little bit about what's going well and, and where we still have the greatest opportunity. We are on target for our goals, and I'm excited about that. And I also have to recognize that it is because of a lot of work up and down and across the organization. So as I mentioned, the board, our executive team, Chris Swift, our CEO, is totally committed to this work, as is our executive leadership team. And also, more importantly, the vibrancy and the energy and the passion from employees across the enterprise is really what is enabling us to, to make progress here. We were really focusing in on two things more recently. One is in the area of accountability, and the other one is in the area of inclusion. And in the space around accountability, we've really implemented two innovative ways to enable our leaders to make progress. One is with our unit DEI plans, where units will create a DEI strategic plan where they will say where they want to be by the end of the calendar year. They have a framework against which to build these plans. And we've been fairly specific with them about what good looks like. And I think they appreciate that. We just completed a mid-year check-in with our leaders on how their plans are going. And they all find great value in the process. They appreciate the structure and they appreciate the opportunity to be flexible within that structure. And the other thing that they shared with us is they felt like the time and the energy and the resources that they're putting into their plans is really paying off, that they're getting the return on investment for their work. One of the ways we see that progress is with being on pace for our representation goals. And so we're making progress there. We're seeing a lot of both talent mobility internally, promotions and talent moves for our people, and then also 
We're really working to leverage the Hartford's brand and commitment to valuing diversity in the external world. So from a brand perspective, with our talent acquisition team, with our managers and our leaders being more proactive with their external networks and their personal branding, all of this comes together to enable us to realize the the goals that we've set. So I think it's going well. The key place that we're working on right now where we still have progress to go is in the space around inclusion. And I think, you know, if you were to ask 100 people what inclusion meant to them, you would get 100 different answers. And so what we have the opportunity to do is to frame it up a little bit more so that we have a common framework and common behaviors for people to understand and begin to build and practice and deliver on in terms of an inclusive behaviors framework. So we're working very diligently right now on a pilot uh, around this, and I'm very excited to roll a pilot out later this summer, uh, get feedback from our our leaders within the organization and help them to understand how they can demonstrate inclusive behaviors and enable it to be much more a part of our culture. Our talent team has just been tremendous in helping us to build inclusive talent practices. Our total rewards team is all in on assessing and analyzing pay equity. As I've mentioned, our employees are very actively involved in either one of our nine employee resource groups or one of their unit DEI councils. So it is to the point now where it is solidly embedded into our culture. I think what we need to do looking ahead is how do we weave it in even to a greater extent into our business strategy and our customer relationships and how we go to market. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. Check back in next week for part two of our conversation with Susan Johnson, the Hartford's Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. This has been The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'd be notified on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.